Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the orc countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom. McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! The unrotted corpses of Bleen speak in one voice and rise, coughing and hacking, um, spewing spores into the air as um, the the people in the uh, the balcony begin to scream. Um, spores uh, entering through their their mouth, their nose, their ears, um, seemingly almost through their very pores. As one, uh, the bodies stand and um, look with one singular focal point around the room in unison, 
And in a, a chorus of, of voices of different timber and tone of, of different uh, volume and character, uh, they collectively say, I find you all guilty. I brought you gifts. I brought your world life and you squandered it. Now, rather than the mercy of Jossie, you will taste the wrath of Jossie. And um, two of the corpses burst, um, spraying uh, spores and viscera in all directions. Um, Gwendolyn, you're a suit of armor, so you're fine. Um, yeah. Maka, you have your own spore field, so you are fine. But Duncan and Ita, I need, um, I think, probably con saves to see how fast you're able to, like, don't necessarily think of this as, like, I breathed in a bunch of spores. What happens to me? But kind of treat it as, like, a combination of, like, trying not to breathe and, like, probably trying to fashion, a, like, um, a, you know, a makeshift uh, handkerchief. So I'd say uh, I need a con save or I'll take a survival save. Either would be appropriate for the situation. Survival save? Oh, just a survival check, but treat it like a save. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm going to do that one. I mean, strictly speaking, skill checks aren't the same as saves, but I think I would buy that if I saw a bunch of spores coming out of things as they were getting up, because it's not like they burst immediately, like they had a little yeah. speech. You have time to be like, oh, fuck, like, you know, I'm going to piss in a rag and stuff it in my face so I don't get killed by chlorine yeah. gas. Like, you have a moment to react real I mean, fast. you say I have a moment, Tom, but I rolled in that one, so I'm pretty sure I got hit right away. I yeah, don't think no. I had a moment. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I think I, I instinctively it. jumped in front of the princess in armor who can't breathe. <laughs> I, yeah, I buy that. I wholeheartedly buy that. I also feel like as a dualist, your instinct would likely be to take a long, deep breath so that you wouldn't have to, like, worry about breathing once you got into combat and unfortunately it was just like a full lung full of spores and uh you know what'd you get it's funny because i rolled a two which brings me to four cool <laughs> spore i think, to, I think you. <laughs> to be clear I, th I think gwendolyn's like oh it's great oh jossie's just like targeting all the assholes here we're fine all right so before Ita she sees everyone like collapsing around her. Yeah, Ita uh, and Duncan, you're going to take eight points of poison damage, Yikes. and I need a uh, a con save from you, please. Con save seventeen. Uh, actually, Ryan, I don't need one from you because you rolled a one, so you're just going to get auto hit. Okie Ita, you're fine. Um, uh, Duncan, uh, you are now poisoned, which means you have disadvantage on attacks and on uh, strength related things um and uh you will also take damage at the start of your next turn you can roll to save at the end of your turn okay but the uh, the spores uh hit you hit you hard um it's uh, i think uh you know you spend enough time in dusty libraries the minute you start to to cough and sneeze you just like stop breathing to sort that because you know yeah not your first first rodeo um <laughs> but uh the uh the people in the, the the grandstands uh begin to scream and and fall uh, a few of them fall off uh down into the courtroom floor um you see Mowgli uh just full-on like closing his eyes and like batting at them um as they uh they they begin to to fly into his mouth 
Um, and uh, you see uh, Dennis uh, trying to pull um, Murdoch away as as she uh, begins to cough up um, a, a black fluid, uh, which you can see now leaking from the the nose, the ears, and the eyes of, of the people in the stands as uh, as the room descends into chaos. Um, roll for initiative, please. Would this count as disadvantage, Tom, with poison? Yeah, I think so. Not officially, but unofficially. That's a yes. two for Maka. Right. 11 for Duncan. <laughs> At disadvantage. Very nice. Our, uh, 10 and 10 for Gwendolyn and Anita. Cool. Um, and. And our Dex is equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Remarkably, you do all trump the initiative because I rolled a one for the uh, <laughs> the infected. Nice. Um, so I'll also say um, you can use this time to talk as you're doing your actions. So consider these next four turns. So like uh, Duncan, Eden, Gwendolyn, and Maka, you're able to kind of like speak to each other as you're doing stuff and able to kind of react in, in the order you would because you're using free actions to talk. Um, before the uh, the the uh, corpses go, uh, so top of the round, Duncan. Cool. Duncan is going to jump over the divider and just get as fucking on top of and close to Maka as possible. Like he just wants to ride this nice, safe spore distance to the only guy who can control spores. Uh, um, he... Your oh, sorry. Uh, oh, I take turn. damage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you take. Oof. Um, 12 points of damage uh, from your poison. However, as soon as you enter Maka's spore field, um, you uh, you can feel the effect already starting to uh, to abate and you will not need to roll to save. Okay, cool. Maka's uh, halo has uh, has mm. countermanded the, or counteracted rather, the, uh, the spores. Maka, I have two questions for you. They're kind of dark, but it's what there is. A, can we do anything for this crowd? And B, should we? I must be released from the shackles that bind my magic in this place. I wish Is he to wearing like a people. magic collar, Tom, or what's he got? That's um, the uh, you get the sense that the room itself is, uh, it, you know, enchanted in a way that um, deadens the uh, the magical effects. The judge could likely. Loosen this, uh, or or one of the first swords. But uh, yeah, it's not like a magic collar like we've used in Dum Dums. It's there's a magic field that is targeted on him. It's not targeted on the rest of you. Um, but yeah, you get the sense it's it's specific to him. So the judge is uh, is coughing up uh, black fluid, but does seem to be still within her her right mind for the moment, at least behind the podium. Uh, I think he'll just the second look question, right? Sorry. Second question yeah. is, was, was the answer to that would basically be like, uh, we must help these people. This is the blight. This, this is what happens when the cluster and the cycle is meddled with. It must be stopped. It must not be allowed to spread. All right, then, uh, judge, what's your face? Unleash the spore beast here and he can try to shut this down. Um, you can see her her head lolling as she kind of stumbles uh, around, kind of like batting at her face, 
trying to get the the spores away. Um, you can likely, uh, she looks like she has maybe a turn, uh, not this turn, but like one more turn left of, of consciousness. Um, if you can get to her, you might be able to convince her, but from here, there's too much chaos. Marka, you got to get to the judge. The only reason I'm not doing that is because I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Uh, and um, then can can he delay his second part of his action to just do a second movement? He'll just go with Maka instead of standing here and sending You can Maka use that the second motion. Oh, but you want to stay within his halo. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Yep, absolutely. Sure. Uh, next up, uh, Gwendolyn. Um, I think Gwendolyn... <laughs> Um, I think she'll just basically, I I think for a moment she's confused. Um, so she, she kind of turns to Mark and be like, wait, so right. This is like, not, this is not Jossie, right? This is like bad people who like, we're, we're being right. We're not fighting Jossie, right? Yeah. So we, we, we put them down, right? Maka's answer to you is, this is corruption. All other variables do not matter. Gwendolyn, can you roll me an insight? <laughs> uh, five. Fair enough. I, just, I think I just take like a running jump and I try to body slam the wagon. I just, I just kind of sure. crush someone. <laughs> yep, go for it. Uh, just go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. Um... This is okay. Uh, that's a thirteen to hit. That will not hit. Ah, okay. So I, I don't know. I slam the side of the wagon, and it does nothing. I know you slam into a body, <laughs> and the body hits the ground because uh, the wagon's like dumped everyone out. So like you, you slam into a body and knock it to the ground, uh, and you feel its arm crack under it as it hits the ground, um, and uh, you've got it like pinned to the ground face yeah. down um and you hear a snap as its spine cracks as the head twists 360 to look at you um and uh the uh the turtle just says through sort of vaguely slack jaw you dare raise your hand against jossie uh, and, then and then as my it- second can I oh, can I take yep, my second yeah, attack ahead, yep. right then and then i just want to like fist and face as hard as i can sure go ahead and that is a 20 total to hit. That will hit. Okay. Remind me what's just a plain melee attack? And what's the damage? Um, Anyone know? Will, I always it forget. Would, it would be a D4 with a fist, but your fists are gauntlets. So I'm yeah. going to say it's a D6. Oh, that's Plus nice. your strength. Yeah. Plus my strength, yeah. All right. That's uh, seven damage. Cool. Um. So you just like punch it in the face uh, and you, you feel skull crack under your, your fist. Uh, and as the, the kind of impacted orbital and lost eye turn to you, um, it just kind of undulates uh, and it vomits out spores as a reaction. Um, so <laughs> Gwendolyn. Try to, <laughs> I want to like cover it with my body. <laughs> 
Yeah, when you hear what the spores do, I don't think that's going to hell. No, no, no. Just like not put them in the air, or, like spew towards my friends. I understand. It's uh, it's spewing specifically yeah. into you. Like it's like oh, okay, good. vomit. At, okay, at good. That's fine. Yeah, this is a different problem than you expected. I yeah. don't think okay, good is going to be your feeling in a moment, but <laughs> I we'll need see. A, a con save, please. Con save. That's Gwendolyn Khan. Uh, 11. No dice. Uh, also, I would totally go to Gwendolyn Khan. I'm just saying, like, once the world is reopened, let's do it. Um, all right. So uh, you're going to take uh, five points of damage, uh, and the um, spores begin to um, coagulate uh, around your joints, um, and you can feel them starting to gum up your your armor. Um, Ita. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Was the enemy's attack not what you wanted? Obviously not. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll take it back then. Uh, never mind. <laughs> you don't have he, to like, take it back. He gives I'm you a also, high five. I'm also not going to be, I'm not going to pretend to be happy about it, Tom. I understand. Like, come on. Tom, if Gwendolyn's going to turn down the high five in two levels, Duncan will take them. No, no. I would like to was, switch my no, held no, action. I'm sorry. It's only for royals, <laughs> not for players. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just like inheritance law, you know, it's, it's not for us. Um. Okay. So I think... Um, how many guys do we got, or how many? There are uh, there are beings? eleven uh, 11, eleven corpses were dumped. Um, yeah, you are currently wailing on. We'll say number one just for ease of of tracking. Ryan, you're eleven your corpses, but also the air is hostile. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and that that uh, that gallery is about to get real hostile too. So <laughs> that's what you got so far. Yeah. Um. I'm just checking to see if there's anything. I mean, like, I kind of, <laughs> I think I just like looked at Duncan, like, do we just run? Uh, I'm sorry. There are nine because two of them burst. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know. We got to stay by the tortellies. The only thing that isn't exploding or dying. <sighs> okay, then. Um, so I will, uh, perform uh, a droid analysis on whoever's closest to me. Cause I think this is just like take out as quickly um, as possible. A droid analysis is forgive me. It's been a, a hot second. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah. yeah, it's a bonus. It's a bonus action. Mm -hmm. um, so I can analyze like the movement patterns and fighting Perfect. style. And it mm -hmm. just gives me like a, a bonus when I attack. Cool. Um, Based on the nature of uh, the uh, the children of Jossie, you actually gain that against all of them because they are, uh, even though they're operating individually, they clearly are part of a hive mind. Uh, okay. And as a result, um, although they're all acting independently, the type of movement and attack and everything else that I think a droid analysis would give you is true of all of them. Like it's not okay. like individual fighting styles are on display. It's it's everything is you're essentially analyzing the controlling forces style um, as represented by these. And I think for Ita, that would be very abundantly clear immediately in okay. a way that it wouldn't necessarily be to everyone else who's like horrified by, you know, embalmed corpses jumping up and spewing spores everywhere. For you're like, oh, yes, they all move in the same way. I understand. Okay. Um. In that case, 
I I think I'm going to have to try to confound them yep. all. Um, uh, and I just have to think of a potent word to say to them. To affect uh, an enraged spore goddess. Yeah. Um, who? That's interesting. It's worth noting um, Ida hasn't been with the group or on this adventure very much. So yeah. she likely would not consider it one sentient being, but rather individual yeah. zombie monsters. Yeah. So uh, I think she, <laughs> I think she'll, she just says like true death. <laughs> That's it. Okay. And what do I need to roll? Um, intelligence saving throw, please. Uh, I got a 20. Well, 20. that beats my DC 14. So you'll take half damage anyways, though. Okay. Uh, plus, I think I plus three. Uh, nine, 12. Uh, so, I mean, you'll take six psychic damage. Like that's honestly something. not. Yeah, that is not bad. That's something. Uh, largely um, because uh you see all of them turn to you in whatever form of like combat they're doing. But Ita, they all, as, as you, you yelled this as one, uh, some of them kind of over their shoulder, but um, all of them turn it in one voice, say, this is what you people robbed yourselves of. Um, but you do see them all kind of like twitch with, with the psychic damage of it. Uh, more importantly, you see all of them take that damage. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Hurts one, hurts them all, perhaps. I do not know. Maybe only for me. I think only in their mind. Gwendolyn punched one and the rest of them didn't explode. Well, then perhaps we should all use psychic damages against them. First of all, I don't know what psychic damage is. Second of all, I'm a sword guy. And third, I don't have a friggin' sword. Maka. What? (laughs) Um... Let me ask you this, Tom. Uh, am I able to um, use my action uh, to use my ability symbiotic entity, which boot, like beefs me up, or is that being suppressed as well? It's not I would a spell give per you, se, but... I would give you symbiotic entity, yeah, because it's, um, as we've determined from the Halo still operating uh, when Duncan came over, I think an anti-magic, like, dampener i guess i don't think would affect spores also was never designed for that it's meant to be like you can't put a wizard on trial if they can fireball the judge sure um but i don't think it would affect this because i don't think it was built for this so yes i think you could absolutely use symbiotic entity okay so i'm gonna use that as an action just in preparation for the conflict ahead um gives me a bunch of temporary hit points and just generally makes me tankier and beefier um and I will, uh, I will uh, uh, grasp uh, Duncan's arm, uh, you know, and and kind of like move uh, across the courtroom over to the judge. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, so you approach the stand, um, and uh, everyone is out of order at this point. Um, Hazel Kell is <laughs> again like slapping at her face violently as this black ooze kind of like streams from her eyes and her nose um, and, and her mouth. 
and her ear holes just kind of like um, giving her a kind of a, a running mascara look, but if that was made of horrors, hmm. um, but uh, she's clearly very distracted. So how do you attempt to, to focus her on your, your request? I will reach up to her podium and grab her by her robes and pull her into my face and say, release me. Cool. Uh, can you roll a... What, uh, forgive me, it's been an age since we de- dealt with this. What is the uh, ability we've been attributing um, the cluster to? It has been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah. I think... <laughs> wisdom? Uh, it usually goes wisdom. Uh, the modifier for nature and religion is the same for me, so I feel like we've done it interchangeably. Yeah, let's use that. I think the, the argument the actually, is... But whatever. Um, this is... Your words don't matter because she's being infected. I was hoping bringing her in would. Well, that's that's what I'm as, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. So let's roll based on the cluster to see if, essentially, in a battle of wills, if your spores are able to um, make some room for her to actually hear this. With Duncan, it was easier because he he didn't breathe as deeply of them. Also, it doesn't seem to be affecting his physiology the same way. It's in the uh, ballpark, yeah. but it's not quite the same. But for for uh, Kel, she's like deep in it. Okay, so I'll roll a religion for my. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Yep. It literally is a will save, a natural one. Ooh. Um, <laughs> she uh, just looks at you, um, and she goes slack in in your your arms, um, and. Um, with with just great uh, disappointment in her voice, says, I chose you to help them understand. And you, Maka, are my greatest disappointment. Uh, and then she bites your face. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, Doms and Dragons. Take uh, eight points of damage as she just chomps full on uh, against your face and just starts like clawing at it, uh, grasping at it, um, spewing spores at you. Your spores are kind of countermanding it, but it is an unpleasant experience. Yeah, I'd say that sounds about right. Um, uh, Then I'll um, release my hold on her if I can. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much more action I've got. Uh, I think it's safe to say that doing this isn't Yeah. Like she's not like grabbing your wrists or anything. She's just like nomming at your face. So you kind of pull back um, and uh, you and Duncan are, are at the stand, which brings us to uh, the children of Jossie. Um, So um, the screams uh, begin to choke off around the room. 
um, where there was panic, um, sounds of uh, of sort of almost a mulching uh, begin as uh, the people in the stands uh, stop writhing and fighting and begin to rise as one. Um, similarly, the echoing screams outside the courtroom begin to fall silent. Um, there are now 32 uh, children of Jossie in the courtroom with you. Uh, there are still people resisting, but uh, on their initiative, there are now 32. Um, in terms well, I hate of, to say this for you, Marker, but I think the official ruling is we run. We need to get our shit from the prison and get the fuck out of this kingdom. Marker won't say anything. I think he's still processing. Yep, understood. Um, all right. Uh, and then the uh, children begin to attack. Um, so I'm going to say of the nine original remaining uh, children, um, the ones that have just risen do not go this turn. They'll go next turn. Um, of the nine, a bunch of them are focused on other people. Um but uh, two of them go for Gwendolyn, two of them go for Ita, and I don't think the rest of them are near the judges' stand. I think they are they were kind of in the center, and they kind of went at the, the crowd, so they're not uh, on Duncan and Maka. Um, Gwendolyn, what is your AC? My AC is 20. Okay. All right. Um, so the uh, both of them miss with their um, kind of like just paws, like they're just swinging their their turtle, mm-hmm. turtle claws at you. Um, but uh, then they begin to vomit spores at you. Um, so I need a con save, please, at disadvantage since the spores are already taking root in your armor. Okay. I really don't have anything to help me here. All right. Um, that's a 14. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. You just sneak by. So, um, you're still going to take, uh, between the two of them, 10 points of damage. Okay. But, uh, you are not poisoned. Poisoned, of course, as we've, as we've described for Gwendolyn, not meaning like, oh no, my blood is poisoned. But like, in this case, your armor being so gummed up that yeah, it's no yeah, longer yeah. reacting properly. Yeah. But um, yeah, you manage to just like hinge your, I think you do like a full body undulation of just like running all your joints and kind of cracking your helmet. Mm-hmm. And it's just enough to get the gum out. It's still sticky, but it's not, it's not awful yet. Cool. Um, cool. And then two on Ita. Uh, Ita, what is your AC? Ooh, not as good. Um, that's 13. Uh, okay, one of them hits. One of them rolls a crit fail, though. So I think as it goes to uh, vomit this, uh, or as it kind of go- lurches in, um, this corpse was actually a-, a victim of murder. And as a result, uh, it goes to swing, uh, but there's such heavy lacerations around its its sort of shoulder and chest that the arm just falls off. So like an arm just fucking full on slap bumps against Ida's face and falls off, but there's no... So we could it. say right. it's disarmed. Ah, uh, yes, you could. Um, and uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford will blame it for his wife's death moving forward because um, it's now a one-armed man. Um, but the other yes. one hits. So that will be 
Da, da, da. It's for uh, 10 damage. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 11 damage. And then um, an additional seven poison. Oof. Yikers. Uh, and with that, the, the rest of the, the bodies begin to rise. Uh, top of the round, um, Duncan. Maka. If we go over there and fight them, I'm going to last literally at maximum about 12 seconds. I cannot win in this fight. I am an unarmed man in fighting poison. I, I, we need to get out of here and find some weakness. Otherwise, we're just fighting an endlessly expanding horde. Will you leave now, Duncan? I should just go? You... Yes, you are in danger and, as you say... At a great disadvantage. Yes, but you're in danger too, so is the rest of them. I don't think you can beat 40 of these things by yourself. Mm. Nor do I. So Duncan, can the... you roll me an insight check, please? That is a 19. Um, with the knowledge you gained from the, uh, the confession document... Uh, you know there might be a way to turn this around. And based on what you've seen, you have no fucking clue how you or Gwendolyn could do that. It might be the only way to convince Maka is to gently nudge him on that. There's something to be said for like, yes, fight to save your people. It's nothing to be like, if we go, we might be able to save them. Now, Tyler, to be clear, I'm not prescribing. This is how Maka will take it. But Duncan, this is something that occurs to you in the moment. Maka. We need to go. I understand you want to stay and fight, but if you stay and fight here, you lose. We have to get to Orville, liberate Orville, get into the treasury, and then get you that antibody cure that'll actually fix all these turtles. Otherwise, you die here, I die here, they all die here, Jassy wipes out the world, there is no death, the end. You failed. Duncan, go now. I will cover your escape and see you outside. All right, yeah. that sounds pretty good to me. Now, the Much front looks a little bit, uh, you know, complicated. So I think I'm going to go out the back. And he'd like to book it for the door that second, sword, like first sword Kel came through. Yep. Behind the judge's podium, because that seems a lot better than the thousand. Can you roll me a dexterity save? Uh, now that there are more of them rising, there are grasping hands. And unfortunately, unlike like little weedy human zombies, these are turtles. So even at lumbering and kind of non-dexterous, they're just very big. And very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. That be a 27. Um, so you begin to run, and it's just like it's it's a full-on. Uh, I'm thinking specifically, this is such a weird obscure reference, but the uh in the trailer for Assassin's Creed 3, they showed Connor just like running through a full battlefield and just like parkouring like over British soldiers with his like axes in hands, just being like, fuck it. So I think it's that. It's like you're just crawling over people and like ducking under grasping hands. Um, but there are just so fucking many and they're starting to rain from the ceiling. Uh, Vice Presidentia, root back, falls like pretty much in front of you. You stumble over him, kind of roll over his back, feel the spikes on the back of his shell, like those like snapping turtle points just kind of dig into you. Um, but you manage to get over. Uh, you're booking it for the door, um, but it just seems just far enough away that you're not sure if you're going to make it. Um, and then a hand kind of grabs you by the shirt 
uh, when you're near um, and you just see um, Chestnut Kel with just black goo, like running out of his chest and out of the cracks in his shell and out of his eyes. Um, and he, he just like with, with what, what he's got left says, save us. And he throws you uh, forward. And with the momentum, you're able to kind of shoulder your way out of the door. Um, you burst out into the night. The early morning air um, hits you like quite literally a breath of fresh air. Mm. Um, you didn't realize just how moldy that room smelt, but with that amount of spores in the air, it really felt like just a, a like a Tupperware that had not been opened for quite some time. Um, <laughs> you take a breath of fresh air and look around uh, and you can see fire and chaos uh, all around you. Um, admittedly, and this is so weird, this situation would have been so much worse if you hadn't burned all those bodies, but it is still very bad. Um, you can see that the the corpses remaining throughout uh, Bleen are are spewing spores. You can see that this effect is is slowly infecting uh, the the entire city. Uh, and you're sure um, that anywhere the blight is, this is this is spreading. Um, at which point you hear a very aggressive ribbit. Um, and uh, looking down, um, there's a clank of metal as Dennis, the seeing eye frog, spits out your and Gwendolyn's weapons. Um, behind him on uh, the chain is uh, the unmoving body of uh, Murdoch, who is uh, leaking this kind of black goo from her, her nose and ears, but also does not seem to be moving at all. Um, and Dennis just gives you a real serious nod. And then gestures over his shoulder. Um, a little ways away, uh, you can see um, of the the you know many many kind of uh, small boats that are used to get between the various islands. There's one that's a little bit larger. Um, from this distance, you can see the uh, the presidential um, logo kind of on uh, a little like pennant that's hanging off. You know, like on um, gondolas, there's often those uh, little poles that have like the lantern hanging from them. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's just a small pinion that has the uh, presidential se- presidentia seal of, of the mm. conglomerata. Uh, not, sorry, consortium. Oh, I was thinking about uh, Dum Dums of Future Past. Um, but um, <laughs> it's clearly the, uh, the presidentia's boat. It is uh, a little bit, you can tell even from here, it's better built. The other ones all seem kind of disposable. This one seems a bit heavier. Um, it's got proper oars that are built in and looks like you could actually get you out on the water if you needed to. But if you're looking for a quick escape, this seems like the way out. Fabulous. We got a winner. He's going to book it for that fucking boat. Great. I mean, he'll pat um, Dennis on the head and then like take the stuff and be like, do you want to get out of here? Or are you staying with the, I think they might eat you. Um, Dennis kind of looks at you. Uh, he gives you like a proper like Wolverine. where he just kind of like looks at you and he looks back at Murdoch. And then, like, he kind of, like, his, his giant froggly mouth just kind of tightens. And he just kind of, like, his both these big stupid eyes turn back towards the building. And he just starts, like, frogging towards the building angrily. Like, slowly getting into, like, the full saber-tooth lope. Um, mm-hmm. And Murdoch is just kind of being bounced along behind him. All right, we're going to let that happen. Uh, and then he's just going to turn and book it for the boat. Great. Uh, back inside, um, we have uh, Gwendolyn. Um, Gwendolyn, uh, you get up from the, uh, the, the corpse you fell on, 
Um, and uh, all of a sudden you find your arm um, just against, almost against your will, cranking straight outward. Um, and you kind of uh, crank your helmet to it in shock, um, at which point the Ellos blade flies into your hand uh, and you see uh, Dennis just with like a proper like Popeye, I'm a fuck some people up face having spat it towards you. Um, and uh, you're comforted by the holding that, that sweet, sweet grip in your hand. Um, but Duncan literally just pieced the fuck out. So that's usually a pretty good indicator that it's time to go. What do you yeah. do? Um, I think I just, I, I yell, I look back to Ida to make sure it's like, does she have a way out? Ida, um, what do you do? Ida's <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, she, I think she's, she's also like kind of looking around. It's like, say, they have gone. This is, we are done here. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're gearing toward a, um, it was like very famously on a bunch of the posters, but that moment in a new hope where it's like Luke and Leia swinging across the chasm, except like it's Gwendolyn armor, grabbing Ida around the waist being like, we're getting out of here. And yeah. you're like, I guess I'm along. Um, amazing. All right. Uh, Gwendolyn found a damsel to save. This is yeah. very funny. Uh, cool. Cause I do think like Gwendolyn would just be like, throw the Ellis blade. And just like she can, she can attack twice now. So it's like just like do like a chop, chop to like anyone who's like between them and the door. Just like grab Ida. So can I ask then, Laura? um, Let's roll two attacks, and rather than dealing with damage or anything else, given that you're obviously up against insurmountable odds, we'll actually treat this as how much clearance does the sword buy you on your way out? Okay. Oh, this is fun. I just realized I can I can actually do three attacks now. Because I can get do two attacks normally, and then the bonus is that I can throw the weapon and attack. So why don't I do so swipe, two swipe, and swipe, then, swipe to clear immediately in front of me, and, and then, then just Captain America throw. your way out the door? Yeah, yeah all right, sure. essentially. <laughs> um, so want me to roll three then? Yes, please. Just straight three. Okay. Um, 15, 11, and a nat twenty. Very interesting. Okay. Um. So you fail with two, you succeed with the nat 20. So I think we'll say the nat 20 prevents Ida from taking damage. You manage well, to start nice. fighting your way towards the door, but it is at this point now hell going. Uh, uh, Chestnut has now um, fallen sideways um, off of his chair and is now clearly in the, the full thrall uh, of Jossie. Um, so there's no, there's no cool assist on the way out the door now, as he begins to like claw his way towards you, um, with, uh, with, with, with strength. So you get a bit of the way out. Um, but Gwendolyn, I think you, you rapidly realize that this isn't a clean escape vector, um, bringing us to Maka. Uh, you see Duncan escape, but Gwendolyn and Ida are, are kind of like near the door, but getting bogged down in bodies. I am so fucking curious. What do you do? Um, not a lot I can do. The release, <laughs> release the magic bindings from me didn't gambit didn't work. So uh, uh, I'm going to. Um, sorry, one one thing for you, bud. Um, she couldn't do it because the the check failed. Yeah. If you kill her, it might drop. I'm not gonna murder someone on a might. Um, I'll uh, I'll. Um. I will uh, just from 
deep within, just from his belly, just let out like a a sorrowful war cry and just and just he will run and basically just linebacker basically try to grab as many bodies as he can that are impeding their escape and just push okay does this moment have the bowling ball strike sound effect behind it it depends on if this even works (laughs) all right so tyler i think because the Damn. shell hits the shells and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or or just like the Mario Koopa kick. Um, <laughs> if this were like you know three point five or four, we could just roll a bull rush, but it isn't. So I think probably I kind of want to say like a like how are you thinking of this? I would say probably a strength. I would say strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd also take. Are you trained in athletics? I'm not trained in it. No. Okay. Then no, let's take a, let's just take strength. So yeah. Uh, strength save, please. And I'll give you advantage for like infinite rage at uh, the corruption of your God, your people and your goal. Okay. Uh, And do you want, Oh, I don't think it matters. Yeah. The modifier is the same for strength or for, for roll or save. Uh, That's a dirty 20. Very good. So just with, um, like, I think proper impotent rage of just like, it, it's, there's a point at which everything that you could into, like everything you've ever studied or trained for, thought about, dreamt, channeled, none of it's working. That's some fucking deep that's a deep well to tap and it's not a good well to tap and it comes with a lot of consequence, which we'll deal with later. Um, But yeah, with just pure rage, um, weirdly, I think we almost see uh, the Maka that the Kobolds encountered in the swamp uh, for a moment. Not that he fought them, but just with no sense of, of magic or spores or being a gravekeeper, you're just a fucking angry creature and you run as hard as you can as uh, the uh, the children of Jossie grab at you and spew spores and yell just horrific, disappointing things at you uh, about how you failed and about how, um, you know, if she can't help the world to renew, then she will see it burn. Um, and just a sense of like, I wanted you all to enter a cycle, but now I see the cycle must end. They will all be mine. At which point you burst out of the the back door, kind of like pushing. I think you didn't even necessarily notice that like Gwendolyn and Ida were in your way, but it's almost like you didn't track it. You just throw people off from both sides and are kind of like heaving, um, Gwendolyn, uh, you, it, we've got like a, like a Russian nesting doll of like, you picked up Ida and ran and then Maka picked up you and ran and then kind of dumped both of you outside. Um, the three of you see Duncan, um, at the, uh, the, uh, Presidentia's boat, just kind of like gesturing wildly to come, but Maka, this is your first chance to see what, what's occurring. And as you, you look around, you see that, uh, your, your fear of the spreading of this is uh, well-founded, but also um, your worst fear has come true. Uh, Baleen has fallen. 
and uh, the uh, corrupted god Jossie has risen. Um, high above you in the sky, you see a crescent moon facing downward. And for the first time, you don't see it as a, a sign of um, hope or a sign of, of uh, peace. Uh, you, you see it as an ill omen. A bad moon on the rise, if you will. Um, Gwendolyn, I think you're immediately scrambling up and like grabbing Ida, who is like, I assume doing the full like Velma, like pushing her glasses up her nose as she's being dragged towards the boat. Yeah. Gwendolyn sees a bathroom on the right and she's like, oh, I don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> very good. Sorry, uh, that's a very obscure joke anyways. No, I like it because it's <laughs> no. a misheard lyric to Bad Moon on the Rise. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, you no longer need bathrooms, uh, but yeah, you, you take off in this moment of high dramatic tension, uh, but also misheard lyrics. Um, you know, what, what are you saying as you're being dragged by, I, I feel like being dragged around by people is both something that happens to Ida a lot, but also something she probably doesn't love. Well, it's okay. What's really funny is that Ida, when like care to carry things, like determining her carrying capacity, she actually counts as a large creature. Mm-hmm. So she, so I think as she's being carried, she's like, this this is so inefficient. If I care, if she's like say, saying to Wendell, like, if I was carrying you, we would be moving faster. <laughs> and uh, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn, for the record, weighs forty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So Gwendolyn, what do you say to that? She says, and she says, yeah, but I'm a, I'm, I'm armor, so I'm like, oh, I might not be sturdier than you. At which point, Ida <laughs> scoops you up. Uh, like carry you across the th- wedding threshold way and just like fucking takes off running uh, with the yes. armor. Um, and yeah, Duncan, I think you watch all of this and knowing that are just kind of like, oh God, she's being opposite. Oh no. Oh, she learned. Okay, good. She, she good. questioned her assumptions. <laughs> I mean, still, you just want to get everyone out of there, but it's, it's a nice moment to see. Uh, and uh, thus was launched the carrying twice over that launched a thousand ships in the fandom, no doubt. Um, Maka, you watch um, Gwendolyn get scooped up and Ida is, is running her to the boat. Um, Duncan is gesturing wildly from the boat. Um, outside of the, the courtroom, um, you, you feel uh, Hazel Kell die and uh, your, your magic returns to you. Um, you can see your friends uh, as, as uh, Ida kind of like steps into the boat with Gwendolyn, kind of helps her down, gesturing to you. Uh, ahead is are your friends waiting for you to join. Behind uh, are the people that you swore to to take care of and to help. Uh, burning, dying, and uh, embracing a corrupted god. You have a rather important choice to make. Maka Deathcap, what do you do? Um, I think as a sort of secret affirmation, I attempt to cast Flaming Sphere. Uh, Does the spell manifest? It does. Okay. So that in itself is something. Um, And Maka, I think, consciously sort of reprimands himself and sort of mutters, uh, there will be time to think on this later. 
and I will cast Flaming Sphere to roll in front of me, clearing any enemies as I run behind it down to the boat. Okay. Um, the sphere rolling ahead of you, um, turtles lurch out of the darkness and are, are rebuked uh, by the fires. Um, and uh, finally reaching the, the waterfront, uh, it's kind of like that classic like swamp, kind of wading into the swamp, um, crawling up uh, onto, the, uh, onto the ship. Um, I think probably keeping the flaming sphere running behind you to just kind of cover your escape. Uh, actually, no, I would, um, I would basically, it would like roll to the docks and then just like completely dissipate until just like open flames in the air and it would be gone. This is a, a boat that we're getting on that has sails, right? Um, actually, yes, this one would, it has, but think like, um, it is still a very small boat, but it has a singular triangular sail. It does have a sail um, catching the wind. Get, and, yeah, okay. if you get out on water. Um, again, you get the sense that it's it's not meant for like long, long voyages, but certainly longer than the little like, as we've talked about, fairly disposable little like almost canoe gondola situations. Okay. So think uh, in, in modern terms, it's um, like those single sail, um, fuck, I can't remember the actual name for them, but like, uh, if you're going windsurfing, it's like that size mm. of sail. So it's not huge, but it's big enough that it can okay. get you a little bit of extra speed. Maka would position himself at the, the back of the, the boat um, and cast Gust of Wind and blow it directly into the, the sail. Okay, so uh, Duncan, as you begin it just becomes to row, a wind tunnel. <laughs> uh, suddenly, you could just get like hit in the back with with wind. Like your your hat <laughs> blows off in front of you at your feet, um, and the the sail above you fills, which honestly is a great sign. Like you're not even pissed off that you got hit in the back with wind and dropped your your oars. Um, as uh, the boat shoots forward, knocking aside the small skiffs around it, um, and uh, as you you kind of look back over your shoulders, uh, you collectively see Bleen. Uh, begin to burn but the most horrific part of it is when the screaming stops and instead you just hear in one voice first this then the world and with that your small craft barrels through kind of the swamp ways uh, and out onto open water you have a brief moment together um, in the aftermath of this uh, before your voyage begins. Is there anything you want to say before the small craft enters a large, unknown future? Like, do you think there's any way that we could get, like, Jossie and, like, the Sinkai to, like, battle each other and just, like, do each other in? That Jossie did not enlist me in this corruption and that I still feel her power flow through me in the form of my magic tells me that there is more going on here tells me there is perhaps an imposter perhaps a fracturing of Jossie oh perhaps Something else entirely. Well, if Jassy or whatever, I've got to use the term Jassy because they use the name Jassy, but if Jassy is capable of spreading through spores and perhaps adjusting to absorbing other species, uh, conflict with the Sinkai is inevitable because this kind of plague can't be stopped in a traditional means. 
This will require the alliance. This will require everyone if we want to have a hope of stopping this, perhaps the greatest scientific minds of our time. Mm. But there's one thing I will tell you now. When we cure this goddess and we find the sample we need to return to her, if the turtles are still alive after this black fog is removed, we'll need to try the leaders for the crimes that have been enacted due to their actions. But at the same time, Maka, and I say this with great respect, we will have to try the goddess as well for her crimes against the people of this world. My faith in Jossi is yet unshaken. I died in the swamps of Bleen. Only by her hand was I lifted up to do her work. That I am here with you, an ally. This is proof that her will is still unyielding. Yes. I can respect your faith, and at the same time, based on the evidence, I don't know if that's true. She bit you in the face, calling you her greatest disappointment. So we don't know where she stands. However, clearly there is a part of her, at the very least, that still supports you, whether she's aware of it, whether she's secretly battling what's going on. We don't know, but there is hope. Just very, very little of it. It's a candle flame in a hurricane. Speaking of, cold wind begins to blow as you come out into open water. And on the horizon, the sky is darkening. A heavy rain is beginning to fall. And with those heavy words lingering in the air, you slowly drift into the storm. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.